Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. 38. Happy Sunday morning to you. Beautiful sunny morning. Lots planned between now and 1130 today, including our weekly visit with Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Delightful to see you out at Tree Time last week. Uh, the last I saw Kevin, he was taking pictures with all the fans. You are a fan favorite, my friend. Nice to have you here. Well, Dean, thanks for the invite. It's, you know, it's always good to spend some time with all you guys, and it's good to see Swanee, good to see, you know, uh, Elton Jim, often great to see Marlene Wells. So yeah. uh, I really appreciate it. It was fun. It was a good time, and I uh, uh, just appreciate a lot of uh, what the people shared with me, and that's uh, that's encouraging. Yeah, Kevin, uh, so, so generous. Uh, I mean, answering people's questions. Once you got off the air, you know, people coming up and saying hello and uh, asking questions and uh, very, very generous with your time. Very nice uh, of you to do that. Uh, Before we get into some Thanksgiving things, uh, anything new on the COVID vaccination front? Anything, uh, you know, that we all should know uh, regarding that right now? No, nothing really pressing. We're starting to see more cases in the community, so that should be a little concerning. And starting to see more influenza. So, uh, coming into these scale you know, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving, a little bit concerning. Hospitals are not filled with respiratory uh, uh, patients, but certainly we're seeing just an uptick in more hospitalizations. So um, I would say, hey, you know, this is your opportunity. If you haven't gotten your influenza shot, haven't gotten your COVID shot, please get it this week. You need 10 to 14 days for full coverage so that will get you right up to Thanksgiving, and especially if you're going to be traveling because it's going to be a very busy traveling holiday yeah you're going to be around a lot of people uh probably without masks uh, so you know offer yourself some protection and those around you uh we're, we're pretty much at the cutoff point right now right before for the vaccine to do any good to take effect uh, by the time thanksgiving is here and you get into your holiday travel period yeah absolutely people think you know i got the shot yesterday i'm good today and that's not the way you know it's it's us just reminding your immune system and building that immunity up, and that's why it takes about 10 to 14 days to reach its full effect. And that's what you want. Going to airports, being in, in crowded family environments, often with grandparents, you know, you want to make sure that you're protecting them and protecting the young children you're going to be exposed to. Yeah. Uh, somebody has texted in from the 630 area code already asking, what is the self-quarantine, self-isolation once a person does test positive these days for COVID, because everyone says, oh, it's not that severe. It's not like the old days with uh, COVID. Uh, you know, do I still need to do self-quarantine and self-isolation? Yeah, you, you really should. You have to remember that we're contagious even before you have symptoms. The virus is there, it's replicating, and you can obviously spread the illness. And then certainly once you get symptoms, you are definitely going to be contagious. So waiting till those symptoms end, adding about five days on to the end of that is probably going to be the safest for you. Now, individuals who are taking Paxlovid are going to see those symptoms drop down a lot quicker. So certainly that will shorten the duration. But, you know, our goal is to stop the spread. And like you said, it might be a little bit more mild. It's more mild than the healthy individual and one who's been vaccinated 
it's not so much mild in the old, uh, older individuals as well as in the very small. So, you know, put yourself in that thing, get to the end of your symptoms, try to isolate for another five days, and really, by that time, you will be fine to be out and around. Yeah, in other words, all the people you're going to be around, the older people and younger people, all the people you're probably going to share a Thanksgiving table with. So, you know, take the uh, take the appropriate precautions on that. Speaking of the Thanksgiving table, this is the show every year we like to call the show where everyone hates Kevin most. Uh, because... <laughs> Because this is the one where he tells us uh, things that we should and should not eat for uh, Thanksgiving time, what kind of limits we should put on ourselves on the day traditionally known for overindulging like crazy. So uh, where, where, party pooper, do we start with all of this? Well, you know, Dean, I think I think if everybody goes into it with open eyes and understands exactly what they're taking in, then they can really make some big decisions as to how I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do, and what am I going to do for the three days after Thanksgiving before I go back to work on Monday. So I think really it's more about awareness. I don't want to ruin the holiday. It's a wonderful holiday, but I certainly want people to be aware of it because I'll tell you, as everybody knows, it's easier to put on pounds than to take off pounds. Yeah, no, that's for sure. So, uh, where do we where do we even start? Well, let's start with the the turkey. I mean, the, a turkey if roasted in the oven is uh, it's pretty healthy, right? Absolutely. You know, turkey as a protein source is great. Now, I would say you you, you made a very good point. Roasted in the oven. This is we're not talking about the deep fried ones that individuals do. And probably what people really need to know is take off that skin. The skin is where we have a lot of fat and a lot of calories, where the turkey meat itself, especially the white meat, very high in protein and and actually good for you. So don't put a lot of salt on it. Just enjoy the flavor of the turkey and take that skin off, and you're going to be much healthier. Yeah, I was reading uh, an article about hidden places where salt and sodium live, and uh, virtually every processed thing that there is, things that are in jars, Things that we that we eat all the time are loaded with salt and sodium, but so are turkeys. I mean, they in, inject uh, a lot. A lot of the places where you're buying your turkeys, they've been injected with uh, sodium for taste, for moisture control. Uh, unless you're buying like an organic bird or bird that is, uh, you know, from a farm, uh, something like that, uh, you're probably getting uh, more than your share of sodium just from that before you put any gravy or anything on the turkey. You definitely are. You kind of hit it on the head. And people don't understand how bad sodium is for us. You know, anybody who has heart disease really got to monitor how much sodium you take because, like you said, it's that hidden sodium. Look at the ingredients on any processed food, and you're going to see sodium on there, and it's going to be one of the you know leading candidates as far as ingredients. So really understand how much sodium you're taking in because you really it it makes us work, it makes our heart work harder, and certainly wants we want to stay away from it as much as you can. Yeah, it raises your blood pressure, right? Isn't that the, one of the leading causes of high blood pressure? Uh, an excessive amount of uh, salt and or sodium. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing it does is it does raise your blood pressure. And, you know, for most of us who just eat regularly without even looking at things and will eat some processed foods, 
you're probably getting almost close to 4,000 milligrams of sodium. Where really our guidelines, what we should be taking in, is close to half of that, 2,200 milligrams of sodium. So certainly, uh, if you have heart disease in the family, if you have high blood pressure, please, people say, how do we get off my blood pressure medicine? Well, you exercise, you eat properly, and we say eat properly, really decrease your intake of sodium. We don't need to put salt on everything we eat. Yeah, this uh, article that I was reading uh, said that if you simply reduced your salt intake by one teaspoon, it would make a significant difference. That would have a significant effect in improving your health. Just one teaspoon of salt that you eliminate from uh, your diet. Uh, and, you know, it, it goes on to talk about, uh, you know, where, where salt is hiding uh, in certain foods that you wouldn't even expect it to be in, like, sweetened uh, salad dressings and uh, canned uh, canned products. Almost all the canned products, those we need to consider to be processed foods. Uh, those are loaded. As Kevin said, if you look at the ingredients, salt or sodium is going to be one of the top ingredients listed there because it's loaded with it because it tastes good. Exactly. And it, it tastes good, and then it's going to make you come back and buy that same product. So, you know, the, the, the manufacturers are smart. Um, but they're not looking out for your health. So really, you have to be careful, especially said canned foods, processed foods, those are the biggest ones. Okay, what about uh, the, the side dishes that we love uh, for uh, Thanksgiving dinner, for the, the stuffings, uh, for uh, potatoes, uh, you know, things like that? Are, are all, those, all those things seem like they would be fairly healthy, maybe not the stuffing so much. Uh, but uh, all the rest, it, it, is it just really about portions at that point? Um, yeah, it's about portion control, and it's also about preparation, right? What's green bean casserole, probably one of the favorites for people, right? And it's that time of, boy, if you just, and you think you're eating healthy because you're eating green beans, when in fact the amount of sodium and fat that actually are in the soup that help make the green bean casserole are where you're, where your problems are. So, yeah, if you eat properly and eat the right amounts, then you're going to be fine. You look at something like sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes by themselves are great, great source of uh, fiber, great source of vitamins. But now when you put marshmallows and brown sugar on them, you kind of have, you know, dampened the health effect of those, of those, uh, of the sweet potatoes. But certainly I'm not going to take that away from everybody for the holiday because it is, you know, do it uh, half the spoonful that you thought you were going to have. Yeah. Let me take a break. We'll come back, talk a little bit more about all the stuff you shouldn't eat for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have other questions for Dr. Most, 312-981-7200. With Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital, a text from the 224 says, Why would my sodium levels be low? For my last two physicals, almost everybody is borderline high blood pressure. Here is somebody with low blood pressure. What causes that, Kevin? Well, it's interesting because uh, the way you ask the question, is it a low sodium level or a low blood pressure level? Mm. So if it's a low blood pressure level, actually, and you feel fine, that's actually good because it, the body is going to make sure that it pumps enough blood at the heart at the level that it needs to to perfuse your brain and your kidneys and your heart. So if you take a world-class athlete, a marathon runner, a world-class tennis player, 
they have blood pressures that are amazingly low. It just means that their heart is working more efficiently. It's a more efficient pump than for the rest of us. So having low blood pressure, as long as you don't have symptoms, in other words, I'm sitting down, I get up suddenly, do I feel any weak, do I feel dizziness? You know, individuals who have low blood pressure and are still completely functional, you have a very healthy heart. Uh, they say that your uh, sodium intake should be about 500 milligrams uh, per day. Those are the guidelines uh, for that. Two slices of bread uh, have 500 milligrams of salt. Just two slices of bread. That's it. Uh, a pickle will have a full day's worth of salt in it. And a bowl of soup, presumably from a can, has several days worth of salt in it some of these hidden places where salt and sodium live yeah absolutely and you know so if we can identify where the salt is and the sodium is and we try to eliminate that from our diet people are going to say well my food tastes bland now and that nail okay there's a couple of things that are about that one is you'll eat less so that's good but really we want to make sure that people still have flavorful food so to use garlic instead of salt is a great option to use lemon juice to use pepper um you know onion powder there's a lot of alternatives for sodium for salt that will still add great flavor to your to your meals and make uh, eating still enjoyable yeah i put very little salt in the things that i prepare I, i use lemon a lot though fresh lemon uh, is I think is so much more flavorful, but it gives the you know the enhancement uh, that you're looking for for that. Eight one five area code. Uh, what's the verdict on butter for Thanksgiving? Any good substitute? <laughs> My biggest food issue is cholesterol. Okay, so yeah, certainly you know we do put a lot of butter. Think about all the places that you use butter during the meal. Whether you're putting it on your mashed potatoes, whether you're putting it on your rolls. And, and, and it's used in cooking a lot. Yeah. But they do have many alternatives for butter. You know, you can use olive oil. You can use other vegetable oils, which are, which are good. You can use yogurt in some, of the, in some of the recipes instead of adding butter. And look out there. There's, there's, you know, there's other options that are out there. You know, Can't Believe It's Butter, where it's more of a protein-based. There's other ones, you know, Smart Balance. There's a couple of them out there that you can look and say zero grams of fat, zero cholesterol, and still will add the flavor that you want. Okay. It's all right. Because so, there was a question for a while, wasn't there, about whether or not butter substitutes a la margarine, things like that, were any better for you? Absolutely. You know, we looked at it and said, okay, some of them, we got to be careful when we say, what is better for you? You know, what, what should we be using? So certainly we know that some of the cooking, certainly using some of the olive oils, which we know are healthy from the Mediterranean diet, to replace the butter is certainly going to be helpful. <clears throat> it's going to be more on the spreads and what you're going to use for the spreads. So I just say we'd be careful there. Here's Ruth for Dr. Kevin Most on WGN. Hello. Hi. Uh, I have a question about sodium and salt. Uh, one medical uh, person said that sodium and salt are the same, and the other one said that they are. I'm. They're separate. So what's the story? I'm confused. (laughs) Right. So if we look at regular salt, you know, regular salt, what is it? It's sodium chloride. So we know that that there is sodium in salt. 
all of salt is not sodium, obviously. It's two chemicals put together. But really what we're looking is, is at the sodium portion of it, which is causing the problem. And the biggest place for that is, quote-unquote, in salt. So it's, is it a generic word? Well, yeah, it's a kind of a combo word. But certainly sodium is in salt. So don't... Uh, don't think otherwise. Yeah, def- very definitely. Um, we'll talk a, a little bit more about, uh, you know, smart choices to make for Thanksgiving. Uh, as as we've said, uh, you know, many times in the past, Kevin's not out to ruin your Thanksgiving. He's just trying to, you know, plant a few seeds in there so you can be aware of uh, making some good choices on Thanksgiving Day. Kev, have a great Sunday today, and uh, thanks again for joining us. We always appreciate it. You got it, Dean. We'll talk soon.